Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Metal Trashing Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Metal Trashing Mike, and today I have the pleasure of uh, having Max Havoc here with me from the band Incursion. They are a new wave of true heavy metal band who I, I think you should go check out their newest album. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. You? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks Good. for having me. Great to have you here. Um, I'm having a little trouble here. I can't find the title of your newest album. <laughs> uh, Blinding Force. Is, it's, it, it, Blinding Force. Blinding Force. Yeah, I got it confused with the track because that's the title track. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just for just yeah. for my listeners out there, guys, I do make plenty of mistakes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my moments here. Uh, today is definitely one of them. But, uh, you know, I'm lucky to have you here and to talk with you. I, I've really enjoyed listening to the music. Um, you've definitely got the true part of the heavy metal thing down. I mean, there's so much stuff I could compare this to. Oh, man. Um, it's kind of like being a kid in a candy shop when you get music like this to listen to. Oh, thank you. That's that's a, a very that's high high praise. High praise. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I mean, you know, just yeah. starting out with the singles, uh, you know, running out, man. I was like, oh wow, I'm I'm getting Maiden vibes here. I'm getting Saxon vibes here a little bit. You know, I'm once again like the kid in the candy store. Well, uh, we appreciate that. I mean, uh, we uh, we 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 tried to do something that felt uh felt right to us and hope that other people were were into it so uh what kind of led you into doing the you know i know there's so many styles of metal now you know there's so many things you can do with this genre of music you know is it is it just the absolute love of the classic stuff that led you into doing this type of band yeah um the the primary thing is to make it was the right and do stuff that felt right to us and didn't feel like contrived. So this is naturally how I write. So this is, this is us, uh, you know, and what came naturally. We weren't really trying to like, you know, be uh, something um, premeditated other than like, we just wrote songs that we kind of dug and, Hopefully, you know, other people dig them as well. Right, right. No, I mean, that's that's part of that's part of music. You know, that's part of making good music, solid music. I think 100%. It, if you're enjoying what you're doing, then, you know, uh, everybody else that hears it will enjoy it as well. That's that's my idea. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you guys are so old school, too, that um, I've noticed you're actually going to have 100 copies of uh, each of the, the black and red vinyls on your band camp when it comes out. Yeah, the uh, oh, it's already the, out. <laughs> yeah, the single is already out. Uh, the single's out, uh, and we also um, wanted it to be available on vinyl. And we did a an unreleased uh, a, a non LP B side with uh, the, uh, the singers from Traveler and Hellgun, which were also a new wave of uh, true metal uh, band. Uh, so we, we kind of just, you know, we kind of just wanted to do something that, that felt right to us. And, you know, that's, that's kind of like the whole idea of the band and what we're, what we're trying to get across. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're definitely getting it across. You're doing a great job of that. Um, 
I could I could ask about your influences, or I could probably just uh, guess most of them, honestly. <laughs> well, we were um, well, uh, we're, we're we were big uh, fans of Kiss and uh, Ted Nugent and the Scorpions and Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Raven and Anvil, Merciful Fate, Venom. So it's really. You know, some, you know, we, we, those are the, the bands that I think had the, the biggest impressions on us in, in terms of like how, how we write songs. Right. So uh, as a guitar player, you know, let me ask about kind of how you, you go about writing songs. I mean, I know you say you kind of, do you just really free flow and kind of stream of conscious things, you know, just let what comes out come out or do you have to. Is there any kind of structuring that goes on for you? Does somebody else in the band handle the structuring? Um, no, I think uh, I think uh, it's sort of you know it it comes from you know comes from a few different angles. Like you know sometimes I'll have a riff, or sometimes I'll have like a, a melody and a, a lyric, and um, it it you know they're there often isn't the rhyme or reason, but usually it starts, you know, most of the time it starts around the riff and then you start putting the melodies together and trying to get it to something that sort of feels fresh. Right. And and I guess the riffs that stick with you are the things that make it, you know, cause you know, you write a riff and or you come up with something you're like ah that's not really that interesting <laughs> or right you know, and, and, so well sometimes you run into a case at the time where it's not interesting but you know you record it and maybe later you listen to it and it it fits somewhere hopefully yeah exactly so you know we you know there were a handful of songs that we were that we redid lyrics and some things that we redid, you know, like we, like once you're in like a, a band situation, things sort of morph into, you know, morphed in different ways outside of just like um, what you had in your head when you wrote the thing. Right. So do you have any input on the lyrics yourself or uh, do, you, do you let the vocalist handle most of this? I, I, either write or co-write some of the most of everything lyrically and uh steve uh has been uh been open to helping out and and then there's some other there's some songs that i wrote with uh a, a person that's not in the band uh named steve bailey and he's uh been involved in, with some of the lyrics so it's mostly been, you know, myself and, you know, uh, Steve Sampson, our, our singer, has interpreted everything for us, which is, but he's done, he really adds a, a different dimension because he, uh, he's not approaching it from like, oh, yeah, I'm really into Dickinson or really into Halford. He, he, he really, he really changes the whole approach of things because like we I personally some of the harmonies and some of the way some of his phrasing is just stuff that wasn't even 
on my radar when I was when I was coming up with this stuff. So it's really it really comes alive when with his input to it. Right. So uh, vocally, not vocally, but lyrically, uh, you know, what were some of the inspirations for some of the songs on here? Um, you know, some of it was, you know, a handful of things. Like I was, you know, into writing um, some things about uh, feelings and, and like, you know, and then some things are just about like ideas we have, like, you know, like, some of them are, um, you know, kind of feel like, you know, uh, just sort of like ideas from like books I've read and like movies I've watched. And then some of it are like, you know, just, you know, where we came, you know, things we just came up with. So it, it's not, there's not really a uh, uh, like we're trying to be like this. We're just, you know, we we're we're writing stuff that sort of seemed interesting to us. Right, right, yeah, and that's kind of where I'm digging here. Is you know, what are some of the things that interest you as you wrote these lyrics? You know? Um, yeah, and I, I think some of it was just, you know, um, you know, really into, you know, it's like I was was reading a lot of Ayn Rand, and so some of the stuff comes from there, and then like a lot of Edgar Allan Poe. And, uh, you know, we were doing, you know, so it it was basically drawing inspiration from, uh, from things like that. Right. Uh, so is there a specific influence on hang 'em high? Um, hang 'em high was a combination of, of, you know, Salem, you know, witch trials and, uh, but there wasn't a, uh, a specific, uh, story or or anything it was just uh seemed like a very cool cool idea and we sort of ran with it from there just uh here's historical influence yeah right so um does does history kind of play a, a big you know factor in your life as far as that something that interests you um some parts some aspects of it i i i think that um when you know when we're like, this is, you know, this being our first record, we, we sort of, it's an an amalgamation of like all of the things that we were sort of influenced by and inspired by. So there is a little bit of like, oh yeah, like we have songs that lyrically might be essential to this band or that band. But um, I'm mostly interested in in a lot of different things and so there's a there's a handful of um there's a handful of things that are just that may be more referential and then i think as we sort of like grow as a band it may get more like drilled down and specific but like i think at this point we're still we're still noodling around trying to figure out what you know kind of what we're doing as uh, you know we're trying not to stay in uh, uh you know we hope that we don't stay like one notish so there's going to be things that like riot act that are basically 
you know, songs about like um, our our premise of of how we view the world, you know, and then like uh, things like um, Hang 'Em High and The Sentinel that uh, you know that are more story based, uh, and then like things like the rights that are fairly like Venom and Merciful Fate influenced uh, I concepts. So we're really just um, trying to find our footing and see and, and really get a sense of, you know, where we, where we fit in as a, as, you know, five guys trying to like create something musically. Right. So as a guitar player, uh, you know, I, I have to ask cause I'm a guitar player myself, you know, before this, I told you I had to put my amp on standby, you know, cause I was right. over here goofing off. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as a guitar player, you know, what's some of the gear that you use right now? And, um, you know, uh, pedals, guitars, amp, you know, what's your favorite piece of gear? Um, I, uh, am using the EVH, uh, 5150 EL34, uh, for this record. Uh, and then I have, uh, a, a JCM, 800 like a, a, a late 80s uh you know half stack that uh that i use on some of it as well but but the primary setup was the el34 direct and i played i have a uh, an esp mirage deluxe a yamaha pacifica and a Hamer Explorer that were the three guitars that I used on this record. And, um, when I was using the, uh, when I was using the JC 100, I have, uh, an eighties, uh, TC electronics distortion pedal that I used for that. And I believe I'm, I think on the Sentinel, I think the only other pedal I used was uh, I have also I have a an eighties also an eighties uh, TC Electronics chorus pedal, and those are you know it's pretty much like uh, guitar uh, in the ESP. I've got uh, Seymour Duncan Super Distortion, and on the Hamer and the Yamaha guitars, I have a Bartolini. LC 60s in both of them in the, in the, uh, bridge position. So those, uh, that's kind of how, uh, you know, my tone is put together. Right. So you're just more meat and potatoes into the amp than using pedals and stuff more. Yeah. 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 I'm not, a. am not trying to like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of like a rhythm guitar player, plug me in, turn it up and, that's where I'm at. Yeah, just really push those tubes. <laughs> push the tubes heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. No, that's 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 great. That's a great way to be. I, I wish I could cut down like that myself, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of all the processing that happens because then you sort of also then got to get into. At least it sounds. It just feels like it's just too like just too much stuff, you know, I, uh, like if you don't have, if it's not in your fingers, it's probably like all the pedals aren't going to help. Right. I just At like the toys. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much like, 
give me eggs, <laughs> give me eggs and, and bacon. And that's all I need. <laughs> I'll, right. I'll right. Yeah. I'm over here trying to make eggy in a basket. <laughs> right. I'm not, I, I don't need wine reductions for my guitar top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. No, uh, most of my stuff is like just, you know, delay reverb flanger wah type stuff. Yeah. And, and cause I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, because I'm primarily doing rhythms and stuff and, and, you know, I'll stretch out and do harmonies. I'm not really, I'm really trying to hold, hold everything down and, and make sure that like there's something, so, you know, solidified under for what Michael's doing when he wants to do, like he's got more of a, you know, gadgets going on than I do, you know what I mean? So I'll leave all that stuff to him. <laughs> right. Oh, no, there yeah. you go. Um, so, uh, obviously, we mentioned some of your influences. Uh, what was it that made you want to pick up the guitar initially? Um, primary thing is Paul Stanley. Yeah? Yeah, I really, like, I, I'm, like, I, I think everything, everything started with, for me, with Kiss, and then from Kiss, went. Like from Kiss, Ted Nugent, Ted Nugent, the Scorpions, Scorpions to Priest, and so, and then Priest to Maiden, and then from Maiden, all the like all the you know new wave of British heavy metal stuff. So I was always like I always gravitated towards uh, you know Paul and. And, and and KK and uh and, and Malcolm obviously. So I was really like intrigued with learning like songs more so than like Eddie Van like you know Eddie Van Halen type stuff. Right. No, and that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, you know, uh you need a good solid rhythm guitarist almost more than you need a good lead player, really. Yes. Because otherwise you really yes. don't have much of a song. Right. You know, and there's some, you know what I mean? Like there's some bands that sort of navigate with two lead guitar players and two guys that are equally interesting in that realm. It's just, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not at that place yet where I'm like, you know, Dave and Kirko kind of thing, you right. know, where they're both like insane like why like if you're Dave, why would you need Kirko? But then you get Kirko and you're like, oh well that's why. <laughs> right. Uh Dave and uh Kiko? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Megadeth. Okay. Yeah. Well it, God, he's always had good lead guitar players. Yeah, I, I mean uh <laughs> Marty Friedman for God's sakes, Chris Poland. Uh, yeah. And I was a huge Marty Friedman and from even from the days from Hawaii when he was in Hawaii. So I was all, you know, from one nation underground. So it's just exciting to see him in, in Megadeth. Right. You know, I wish, I wish you were, I wish they, I mean, it would have been interesting to see them write together because what Marty was doing writing wise was just insane back then. Right. No, I don't think Dave's going to let anyone do much writing. Nope. It hasn't yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, 
Yeah, it's a shame with him and ex band members the way things go. <laughs> well, it, 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 you know, that's another conversation. Yeah, no, let's stay out of that one. I might like to get him as a guest someday. <laughs> I've made enough Dave Mustaine jokes on other people's podcasts too. <laughs> so that might never happen. Right. Oh. It's, it's, it's an interesting thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you remember your first guitar? Uh, my first guitar, um, I had, uh, an, uh, I had a, a an ovation ripoff, uh, acoustic guitar, like a, not a Takamimi, but it was uh, applause. It was an applause acoustic. Yep. I've seen those around it, before. Yeah, and then, uh, and and then my first real was a Music Man Strat, uh, you know, Strat rep copy, and then uh, I played bass for a little bit and got a Court V, and then before like going back to guitar and getting the SPs. Uh, you know, like the ESP that I'm playing is the one is the guitar I've had since the eight, like the like eighty eight, eighty nine. Dang! So yeah, you, that ESP goes way back. Yeah, I've never seen one. I've never seen one like it. It's a the, the it's a Mirage Deluxe. That's a neck through with two. Uh, it's just got two hum. It's got two humbuckers and it's got a maple neck. And I've never seen another one. Right. And, you know, I've sent it to, like, you know, people who have, like, ESP endorsements and nobody can, like, source where another one exists. Yeah, I was about to say I'm looking at some Mirages here. You said Mirages. I had to look them up. Yeah. yeah, Looks like they've reissued them, actually. But they're all with Rosewood next. Yeah. So the next an oddity. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So you might yeah. have something very uh pretty rare there. <laughs> yeah, and it it sounds unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's a great sounding guitar. I, I I love it. I, you know. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always hard to find a guitar that you really truly just you know sticks with you and you love for that long. Yeah, and, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not a tinkerer, so I'm I'm sure over the years, like I've gotten, I've got a handful of other guitars that I don't, I don't play as much like, but those three are really the ones that I, 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 I I tinker around with like day in and day out. Right. No. Yeah. I've got a, I've got the same situation, but with a bass. I can't. I can't find anything I like to play as much as my Thunderbird. Just cannot you can't find, go wrong. No, I mean I can't find a bass that plays like this specific one either, and it's mass produced. It was one of the Goths, but man, I just can't find another one that plays like it. <laughs> Somebody's done something to it or something somewhere. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it. You just get something and it fits, and you don't. Have, it it feels. A little effortless. I ever anything ever happens to this one, I guess I'll be on reverb. <laughs> buying three or four more, trying to find the right one. <laughs> I know. I, I, I constantly 
go on reverb and thinking I'm going to go buy like this guitar or that guitar, then I'm just sort of like, I'm never going to, like, I don't foresee myself pay, playing it. Right. Yeah, no, I think I'm in the same place. I, I look at them and I'm like, ah, I'm never going to play it, though. I always pick up my Explorer. Right. So, and, and then that's that's the that's the tough one. So uh, do you guys have any shows coming up or anything in the next few months? Uh, we are working on that now. We're, we're, we're trying to navigate some things, so hopefully we'll have some news very, very soon. Right. Well, I noticed you're, you know, from Nashville. You said you're from Nashville, right? Yeah, we're all based in Nashville now, yeah. Okay, cool. Yes, I mean, you're not far from me, so let me know if anything comes up. You know, we'll definitely, uh, I'll share it on my socials and stuff, you know, around here. Almost certainly. Most yeah, certainly. we'll see if we can get you get you some people showing up for these shows. I mean, you got some great music, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's great classic, you know, true heavy metal, as it's called. <laughs> and I was glad to see this whole movement kind of come along, too. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a, a handful of really really interesting bands that are happening right now. So it's very you know it's 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 very uh, it's very cool to hear this sort of take on it because I think we've spent a lot of time uh, trying to do that sort of either slip knotty kind of thing or or um, Deftones or just the regular, you know, all that um, death vocal, you know, you know, death core stuff or whatever you want to call it. So, right, right. Well, I mean, metal has become uh, such a wide open genre too. You can, at this point, I think anybody can play about any style. Yeah, I mean, it would be, you know, it, it would be interesting. I think it'd be refreshing to just have like back in the day when there was like Leopard and Motley Grew and uh, and and then Accept and Merciful Fate and Striper and they were really all in their own sort of lane and then you know Anthrax is decidedly different than Exodus. Oh yeah. You know? Um. So uh, to to. Uh, to get back to that where where not everybody's doing the same kind of vocals or you know having having to have all that sort of stuff is is it's kind of cool yeah, and no, getting back to it. it you know outside of actually you know being able to sell records now because of streaming and such i we're kind of in a golden age as far as access to music goes and the different types of music we have available a hundred percent you know, I, I think we Excuse take me. I think we take that for granted for sometimes or sometimes. There, there, you know, I just think if you were inclined to go searching for stuff, you there's a lot of really good music being made right now, regardless of genre. So I think there's just uh, there's a lot of opportunities for really great ideas to be shared. Right. You were talking about the uh, coming back into the traditional type of metal. I know I had uh, the singer from the original Emissary on here, and he was talking oh, about yeah. he was working at a record shop, and some he started noticing kids coming in buying, you know, like classic Maiden records and some of these newer ones that were actually power metal and stuff. And he was like, well, hey, I can do this again, you know? Yeah, 
<laughs> and, yeah, you know, Jim's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jim was really fun. Uh, he was great to have on here. I hope, hope to have him again someday. You know, you as well, of course. You know, I like to bring people back occasionally. We'll come back anytime. I'll be happy to. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely get with uh, y'all's PR and hook something up in the future, probably in the spring or something, Then. All right. So, uh, you know, for the, for the fans of the podcast here, just let them know, you know, we're going to, I'm going to start doing some more historical type episodes as well. You know, I tried doing those uh, earlier this year. I mean, we're probably going to start doing some more of those and bringing back some guests to talk about the, you know, history of metal and things like that, different genres. Well, I, uh, I, I'm a huge, uh, collector of the genre and, uh, know a lot about it. And so I'm, I'm happy to, uh, come back and talk about that stuff as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, well, while we're here, before we end this thing, I'm actually over my time limit, which is cool. I'm glad you were, you know, here to talk and, uh, you know, really share so much. So before we go, I want you to let everybody know, you know, where we can find your music, where we can buy your merch. Um, you can find us uh, at Bandcamp under uh, Encouraging Heavy Metal. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook under The Band Encouraging. And uh, you can find us on Spotify and all the other streaming services under Encouraging current single out is called uh, Running Out, and it's got Allied Forces on the B-side, which is a cover of the Triumph song, and it features Jean-Pierre Abode and Mathis Luciano, uh, Traveler and Hellgun, respectively. And our album uh, Blinding Force is coming out November 11th on No Remorse Records. You'll be able to get everything on vinyl and CD. Then and pre-orders are happening right now. Awesome. Yep. November 11th, 2022 from No Remorse Records, guys. Blinding Force by Incursion. Be sure and pick up a copy. Be sure and listen to it on the all your favorite streaming sites and such. Support the band and, you know, let them show them some love, man. This is some great metal. It's very cool. Classic style, heavy metal. You know, your maidens, your priests, your tigers of Pantangs, your Saxons, all the there good stuff. Go. <laughs> hey guys all the stuff that's in my vinyl collection well except the maiden i only collect live maiden because all my buddies got the other ones on vinyl <laughs> well thank you so much man that's very nice very kind words man hey no problem that's why you're here <laughs> uh, thank you so much thank you i appreciate your time guys be sure to check out uh the metal thrashing nerd podcast on all my social stuff i'm on twitter i am on instagram facebook uh, yeah, be sure to, you know, rate, like, subscribe, do all that different stuff, you know, help grow the podcast, help grow the following, you know, the more people listening, the more people are going to hear these bands and it's, you know, better for all the bands involved you guys, you know, we want to support this thing and keep metal going. So, uh, yeah, peace. Take care. Bye. See ya.